I need you to look at the Forgotten Era's general chat, please. Uh, Theo's most recent post. (laughs) (laughs) Our friend and former guest of the show, Theo, has shared a meme of uh, Sora from the New Kingdom Hearts trailer photoshopped with the with the strange animated Pinocchio's head and it says Mickey when can I leave to be on my own I've got the whole world to see okay but did you see the other picture he posted that has Sora's feet sized to fit in his shoes oh god (laughs) (laughs) I hate that like my entire timeline this morning has been split into three camps it's OMG Kingdom Hearts 4 OMG is Star Wars in Kingdom Hearts 4 and feet (laughs) This is why I'm glad that I haven't been on Twitter in, like, three days. <laughs> Sora's toes confirmed for Kingdom Hearts 4. I just... Uh, my my favorite thing that I've seen so far has been that Pinocchio meme and the one that Lena posted about Donald and Goofy going into Super Smash Bros. to get help from Sans Undertale and rescuing <laughs> Sora. <laughs> <Do-do-do-do-do>. Iconic. <laughs> I liked the picture someone drew. It was like, Sora's in the real world now, he has to get a job, and so it's Sora working at McDonald's, and it's like, hi, can I take your order? OMG, Riku! And then it's, I don't know if it's supposed to be Riku, or whatever fucking doppelganger from the secret Yozora. ending of Kingdom Hearts 3. Yozora. I don't know if it's Riku or Yozora, but they're like, can I get some chicken nuggies? <laughs> I'm just critically upset at the fact that in all of those trailers, we did not see one single speck of Kyrie. Even when they were doing the assist trophies for Kingdom Hearts Creed, they showed assist trophies for Sora, and for the Wayfinder trio, and I think Axel, but no Kyrie. Silly Christina, there aren't any women in Kingdom Hearts. Only endless, endless homosexual men. Oh, oh, although I, I do think I did see them using an assist trophy for Tiana, which I am glad to hear. Okay, is as a as a real person or as a fucking frog? Two black people in Kingdom Hearts. All of Kingdom Hearts. But was she Tiana or was she a frog? No, she was Tiana. It, I okay, recognize the princess silhouette. That's good. Yes. I mean, they did say that in Kingdom Hearts three, they said that there were new princesses of heart. They didn't dig into it, but they're out there. All I'm saying is that I want to see Tiana with a keyblade. Yes. Anyways, um, I hope no one minds spoilers for Kingdom Hearts. I would warn Jake away from this, but I know that he's not going to be listening to this for like five years, so he should be fine. Yeah, yeah. Look, see, the thing is, even with the thing that happens within our corner of podcasting, where it's like, hey, everyone kind of listens to everyone else's stuff. Jake Mason cares about the stuff that we do. He does not care about Glee. (laughs) And I do not begrudge him for that. Plus, you know, as soon as he heard the words Kingdom Hearts, he would have immediately closed the podcast. So we're fine. Yes. Emily, it's your discretion how much you want to cut or leave in. Or if you want to pick a bit just completely out of context and isolate it. (laughs) I think the whole- Listen, I was worried we would have nothing to vamp about. And then we did. And now that we've vamped, we can put the theme music right here. Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now As we riff the show Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out Why we love this show Better grab your golden stars and slushies Cause you're listening You're listening To loser like me Loser like me Hello 
Hello, and welcome to Loser Like Me, a podcast where we recap and re-review Glee and the associates of Glee. And this spring, that includes the Glee Project. I'm Tanner, <laughs> and this week, we have a scandal. <laughs> I'm Christina, and being on the Glee Project is kind of like you're on a fire, and on a horse at the same time. And this week, it's episode four of the Glee Project, is season one is dance ability. Yes. So... So, you think you can dance? Very interesting. <laughs> Kill them! So you think you can dance? <laughs> <laughs> this episode's dumb, but at least it's dumb in a more fun way than last week. Yes, yes. Last week was traumatizing. This is just stupid. <laughs> yes. It's... This week, like, the recap is like, oh, hey, Alex and Mateus are competing to be the teacher's pet of the production team. I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah, the, you, okay, sure, Jan. You, you, whatever helps you sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> First time reality show editor. Yeah. I actually, I've decided I prefer the idea that whoever's editing this has never edited a reality show before, and they're just going through back catalogs of America's Next Top Model and Big Brother and trying to be like, how do I create a storyline out of these kids being, you know, horribly <laughs> messed up? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the, the theme this week is dance ability. So, like, can you dance? Yeah. Remember how they said that Glee wasn't a show about dancing on the Glee Project? But what if it was a show about dancing? <laughs> Yeah. And so this week for for the homework song, they pick Hey Soul Sister. What the fuck? Which is like, like you literally picked a musical number from the group on Glee, which specifically does not have many dancing skills. I don't get it. But they also added the caveat this week that like, specifically the kids, since this week is danceability, that they want that they want the youths to do their own choreography. And as they practice this, we see that Alex takes the lead and they end up kind of planning to do like, y'all know a dance circle from like high school? <laughs> it's not even a dance circle. It's a dance semicircle. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's nice because they're like, yeah, let's do the thing where it's like everyone kind of like gets into the middle and does their own cool move and the rest of us are just kind of like vibing along. And it's like. You know what? This this is this is probably about as good as y'all could come up with at the time, and I respect that. <laughs> Have I ever told you about middle school dance unit and gym? Uh, no, I don't think you have actually. Actually, this may have been no, this was high school. High school dance unit in uh, mm -hmm. grade eleven gym. No, grade ten gym. We learned how to line dance, <laughs> and the oh. the final the final part of this was we were separated into groups and had to do line dances together. But they wanted us to like be somewhat dramatic about it and create a situation where it would make sense for us to line dance. And so my group, in our infinite wisdom, oh no, it's just a bunch of people like chatting, and then someone goes, "Hey everybody, let's start a line dance." I thought you were gonna say like, and we did the West Side Story thing of a dance battle. No. No, because this was like, this is real basic line dancing shit. And it's like, we're we're at a get together, we're at a barbecue. And then someone goes, hey, everybody, let's start a line dance. And we're like, yeah. And then we did a line dance. And this, that, this number has big, let's start a line dance energy because they're sitting and then the music starts and then look at each other like, oh, let's dance. Oh, we, we didn't say who the special mentor is for this week. And you have one guest listeners. <laughs> who do you think it is? It's Harry Shum Jr. What? The boy who dance? 
then he's like, yeah, I'm just really looking for everyone to own their dance skills and show your personality. And I'm like, Harry Shum Jr. continues to be one of the most reasonable people in the Glee cast. Yeah, because it's about showing your personality because you don't actually have to know how to dance on the Glee project. Yes. And in the music number, like, it's like Tanner said, it's kind of like the, like, the, hey, we're all gonna get up and dance at the same time. And, like, Mateus gets to do a body roll. <laughs> Samuel kind of, like, swings his arm around. Oh, no, he does full-on Michael Jackson moves. Oh, okay. I didn't recognize them. My bad. There's a lyric where Damien sings about, hang on, where is it? Oh, no, and so, so Damien sings his part. And then Karen comes in to sing on the lyric, I knew when we collided. And it just so happens to, like, him and Damien smack directly into each other. Yeah. I do not know if that was planned or not. It seemed unplanned, but I like the coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was that Cameron decided to do it and didn't tell Damien beforehand. Maybe. It was a fun surprise. Maybe this is where the Damien x Cameron ship began. <laughs> <laughs> Damien and uh, McKinley did a good job with vocals, but Damien and Hannah's dancing was a little bit lacking. Which is not to say that they were bad, it was just, like, their moves that they did were, like, less defined than the others. And they were all having a good time, and my last note here was, Lindsay got the last, like, dance solo, and she was, like, prep skanking. <laughs> she does the little kicks from Seinfeld. Yeah, she just, like, she, like, kick her leg up real high. I like your term, prep skanking. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the episode title. <laughs> And it's like, look, this is what happens if you tell a theater kid who does not already listen to ska to skank. <laughs> there needs to be more ska on Broadway. <laughs> oh, God. Someone give Tanner and I $100,000 at least to brainstorm and create a ska musical for Broadway. My first step, hire We Are The Union. <laughs> the musical. Hey, I'll take it. But yeah, so at the end, Harry is like, you know, you was, you're good, and some of you were better than the others, and you just have to keep it appropriate to the song. And I'm sitting here like, hey, appropriate to the song would be not using the song. Yeah, it's like, uh, my my interpretation of Harry's like comments was basically like, make sure that you are matching the style of your dancing to the tone of the song that you are performing. Like, unless you're in Moulin Rouge, you don't try to slow dance to Roxanne, or tango to Roxanne. But yeah, um, the he's like, McKinley, I like you. You need to translate your vocal power to dance power. Mateus, you owned your movement. And then he says he gives the win to Samuel for confidence and control. And guess what this week's musical number is? <laughs> it's You Can't Touch This by Sir mix ah, Yes. You know, it's famously covered on Glee by the kids who are trying to get on the glist. <laughs> <laughs> Which I am still not over. <laughs> oh, and the winner is Samuel. Yeah, I said that. And Alex is like, I was hoping I'd win, but I didn't expect to. And I'm glad Sam won, because I didn't want to just be me and Mateus back and forth. Get ready for this sentiment to be twisted yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> yes. To me, this sounds like Alex is specifically wanting to be a team player. Alex understands that everyone has different strengths. And that even on the TV show Glee, you could have people who are good at dancing. And you can have people who are not good at dancing and are good at singing. And this is twisted the fuck out of proportion. <laughs> yeah. because uh, So in back in the Glee Project Wilderness Survival Camp, Alex says that they didn't expect to win and they're glad someone else was able to win and have an opportunity to shine. But the producers basically trick Samuel into thinking that Alex was like, I threw the competition, actually, so your win means nothing. 
and Samuel's like, what? I can't believe you would say that. But it's also at this point that these declarations of dislike towards people seem extremely forced, where it's like, yes, the, the production is r- probably off screen going, but you hate them, right? But but they're terrible, right? And they're like, if I say I hate them, will you let me leave? It is one in the morning. Yes. This is all conjecture, but I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. My note here is I got distracted because there's a pillow, or actually there's a couple of pillows, I think, that have like, <laughs> the graphic printed on this pillow is like the Microsoft Paint swatch, <laughs> like, area. And it delighted me. That is wild that they let them have pillows. Uh... Anyways, Hannah's got some cool shades because they help her get in character. Mm-hmm. Because it's dance time. <laughs> in The Talking Head, she talks about how she has her own style of rapping that she likes to call the skadoosh. Yes. Well, she'll be like, skabbity bop bop bop, skadoosh. First off, this is scatting. Second off. Yes. After Hannah's moment in the recording booth, Sam comes in. And he steals the skadoosh. And like, the thing is, Samuel, this is plagiarism. And Nikki is like, that was like your own thing. We should put a copyright on that. And I'm like, no, it was not Samuel's thing. He stole it. (laughs) But also like, he clearly didn't mean to really. Like he clearly feels bad about it. And you can tell that Nikki's like, wow, Samuel, that was so great. And Samuel's like, Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And you can also tell that Hannah is upset. (laughs) And but you know what? I guarantee that they like would have made up about it off stage, off screen, or maybe even on screen and it was edited out because but like they're So going back to how the person editing this doesn't even know how to do reality show terrible bullshit properly, is that they make a big deal of it in this like first third of the episode and it's completely dropped. Because it doesn't help them to see them resolve it. It only helps to see the animosity, but without any resolution, the animosity also means nothing. Yeah. Th- there is there is no conclusion to Skadooshgate. Yeah. Hannah, you deserve credit. I think you should have gotten credit. I mean, she she did. We know now. Now we know that Hannah has Skadoosh TM. Yes. Skadoosh TM. Trademarked to Hannah. Exactly. Anyways, it's time for intense choreography. And I will say, cause there was no choreography last week because they were just wandering around the, like the city disassociating. This week there's yes. choreography, obviously, because it's dance ability. When McKinley was on the Gleek of the Week project, another podcast that I, we listened to, I listened to, you probably listened to it by the time this airs, mm-hmm. she did talk about how like they would get four hours of dance rehearsal, but in context, four straight hours of doing nothing but choreography rehearsal for what amounts to like a minute and a half to two minutes of actual dancing is actually really good. Like, you can get a lot done in that time, and it's way better than, like, a theater audition where you have half an hour, maybe, to learn choreography. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and, like, obviously, you can imagine that they're gonna look a bit iffy of the footage we show because they're probably only showing footage from, like, the first hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, like, mm, I'm torn about Zach in this situation. I try, I try and like Zach because it sounded like other people liked Zach, but I don't know... I'm going to hope that he had the best intentions. But during the choreography, well, first off. Yeah, yeah. Well, Damon says that he can't walk on a straight line, never mind dance, but he's going to try his best. Mm-hmm. Also, Hannah gets, like, a lot of focus put on her. And it's like, Hannah, you're not trying hard enough. And I was like, but I am trying hard enough. And at this point, yeah. I'd like to remind everyone that they were living in the Glee Project Wilderness Survival Camp, surrounded by coyotes or some shit, probably. So, like, hey, they're exhausted. Yes. By week two, three people had to go to the ER. We don't know if that's had to do a repeat since then. Yeesh. And like, 
There's also the part where, like, they're doing their choreography training, and Zack, like, steps away from the practice, and he, like, deputizes Alex to, like, lead dance practice. He wants to give a focus on the people who are struggling a little bit more, and he notices that Alex is, has picked it up the fastest, so he puts Alice, Alex in charge of the rest of the group, just to, like, continue getting the moves down, you know, muscle memory and all that whatnot. But it's like, mm-hmm. again, I'm sure he had the best intentions, and I'm sure this actually happens a lot in a lot of normal choreography situations, where the person who, like, is able to pick it up the quickest is like, okay, help these people run these steps so I can help the other people who aren't taking, mm-hmm. like, are taking a little bit longer. But the fact that it's Alex and the fact that they set up the plot of Alex being quote-unquote arrogant, it's like, dang, Lindsay didn't give us enough material to give her the villain edit this episode, so we better make someone else the villain instead. Aha, here's Alex. Remember how they were a front-runner? Well, now they're evil. Yeah. And also, I feel like I'm speeding this episode, but that's just because... There's not a lot. There's not, it's it's the, the dancing. Yeah. Here's something that is nice. We see, before, like, shooting day, we get a little look into Harry's spotlight training with Samuel. And he teaches Samuel to do, like, the the hammer pant dance thing. (laughs) And continuing the trend of the guest mentors being actually, like, really good at mentoring. Like, Harry had a good time teaching. And, and, like, Samuel, I think, mentioned that he had a good time, like, learning stuff from Harry. Which is good. That's nice. Harry Shum Jr. is good. But anyway, so now it's shoot day, and Alex is tired because they had to be the co-choreographer, naturally. Yes, and because they were sleeping in the wilderness with coyotes. Exactly. And also, also like, also, McKinley, you're not standing out much. And it's like, yeah, I feel like someone is going to have trouble standing out when they you're not editing them into the story of the episode. Yes. That's, that's, that's the other thing, is that in a lot of reality shows, if someone gets a major spotlight, you can tell they're either going to have like a big turn or they're going home because they want to have meaning when someone is eliminated. And this show doesn't even know how to do that. They only focus on like five people. And then when someone's eliminated, it's like, oh, well, I guess they were eliminated because they didn't stand out. Well, of course they didn't stand out. You're not giving them air time. Yeah. They're like, oh, Cameron is so nervous about dancing that nothing's coming across on his face. And Hannah, stop looking at the ground. Yeah, so so Zach gives Cameron a note and Hannah's like, is that a note for all of us? And Zach's like, no, Hannah, it's just a note for Cameron. And I do want to kind of flick Zach in the forehead for that because like, that's a good question. That's a normal question. Yes, it's, it's just like, it, it, it ties back into something that we talked about like two recording episodes ago where it's like these contestants, most of them had not been in a in a professional performing environment before. Mm-hmm. That is a perfectly logical question. And Hannah deserved a better response than that. Yeah. Hannah deserved a politer response than that. Yeah. And then we need to talk about how they edit Mateus. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Do you want to get into this one? Yeah. So... There, part of it is that like their shooting locations for this music video are mostly in and around what I referred to as like scraggly alleyways and stuff. As Damien put it, in the ghetto. Oh, I completely missed that. Oh, you did you miss Damien's entire pretty fly for a white guy sequence? No, I mean I missed him saying that. Okay. But there's one part where it's Damien, Mateus, and Marissa, um, and they're kind of, like, dancing on this, like, set of, like, steps. And Mateus is having difficulties with getting the choreography down, and he mentions, like, this is a different space, and there are different environments 
there's environmental hazards that I was not that we did not practice in, so I'm getting used to this. And he's like clearly like nervous about things. And like Damien is like, oh yeah, I didn't know. Like I'm getting out of sync because I'm watching you. And Mateus is like, don't like it's okay. Don't look at me. Look at the camera. And the production team is like. Oh, Mateus is being a devo today. How dare he be nervous about doing something on camera with one day of practice. <laughs> and I, I feel bad for the way that Mateus is edited in this music video. Yeah. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I mean, I, I just was really angry about the same things. The reason I handed it over to you is because I didn't take notes because I was just so busy staring at them going, holy shit, why are you... This is so clearly he's tired, he's asking for help, and you're like, wow, the audacity of him asking for water. Yeah. This isn't a production of Power Rangers. <laughs> Glee is union. You have to be nice to the union. Yeah, no, nah, but Glee Project ain't union. Remember, they didn't even get crafty. Oh, oh no, I forgot. I just extrapolated that it would be like, oh yes, Glee is union, therefore Glee Project must also be union. I was like... No, it's not. I don't know why I thought that. I don't know why I thought that highly of this production team. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, oh yes, we are amazed because the people who we thought are talented dancers did not do well during shooting for the music video. And the music video is like, it's nothing. It's uh, Excuse me? It's, it is not nothing. It is a lot of things. Good ain't one of them, but it is it is very much a lot of things. <laughs> it It... Do you want to take the music video because so much of it just slid in in one eye and out the other? This fucking auto-tuned monstrosity. Everyone's put through the synthesizer this round. I don't know why. I don't like it. The dancing is good. Yes, the dancing is good. The, the Everyone's hustling. <laughs> it's hard not to like just adore Damien's pretty fly get up. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, that's the other thing, is, like, their costumes for this is, like, they're all in, like, what everyone thinks the 80s looked like. The 90s. Oh, the 90s. Nine- Time means nothing, and also I didn't know. He, I don't, D- I don't got, care like, to remember. The, he's got the yellow cap twisted to the side, and some yellow-tinted glasses, and he doesn't even sing. He just gets that call-outs. He just, I told you, homeboy, you'll let me bust these funky lyrics. Oh, no. Cameron does a stanky leg. Hannah's great. I don't know. No, yeah. no, I, no bad words for Hannah. I adore her. Yes. Hannah, you good. Uh, Samuel dances through an alleyway while skadooshing. Yeah. Also, Lindsay's pretty good in this song, too. Mm-hmm. They're all pretty good, but Lindsay was noticeable. She, she stood out. Yeah. But they're all good. You're all good because they're all good at what they do, Ryan. Anyways, it's mm-hmm. time for... Robert... <laughs> We need to start we need to start directing our ire equally towards both Ryan Murphy and Robert Ulrich. And, <laughs> That's all and I'm Eric saying. and Nikki. And occasionally yes. Zach. Yes. Uh anyway, callback day. Yeah. So in the judgment auditorium. Oh, real real quick, before we go to judgment, we do hear like little conversational bits from everyone in the Glee Wilderness cabin, where Damien is like, Well, if I'm in the bottom three, I've accepted that. And Hannah's also like, I also accept that if I if I'm in the bottom three, that is just what is going to happen because I did my best, even if I had to pretend to be someone else to get out of my comfort zone. And I'm like, you know what, Hannah, whatever you got to do, hon. Yeah. Also, uh, Robert gets a talking head where he's like, 
it's just about the it's about the performance and their ability in the performance because the glee project is about dancing except when it's not about dancing except when it is about dancing Mm -hmm. so the low people are hannah mckinley cameron alex and Mateus. but cameron and hannah get called back because they're they got it together or something Uh uh-huh uh-huh mckinley gets last name by carrie underwood uh and she is told to be unforgettable Alex yes. gets I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Well, by Dolly Parton, made famous by Whitney Houston. Yes, yes. I was like, thank God they credit Dolly Parton for writing I Will Always Love You. Like, yes. Good. Dolly Parton. We stand. And then Mateus gets down by Jay Sean, which is not a great song to sing live, I gotta say. No, it's not. It's a, it's a decent song, but it's not really a perform it on stage kind of song. It's a listen to it on the radio song. Yes. It's a listen to it in the club song. Yes. Speaking of being in the club, yeah. before we get to the people stressing out in the green rooms, we get to flashback to the set of the music video where Marissa just does some booty popping. Yeah, that was like, that was weird. It's literally like, oh yes, and everyone gets their musical numbers, and it's like, but actually also, we forgot to include this part in the music video prep section, where Marissa is like, oh yeah, like, I'll do, I'll go ahead and do a booty pop against the wall, and Damien is like, I don't know what the other boys are doing, but I'm sinning. <laughs> We're all committing sins on our heads. Like, oh, Damien, you poor, I'm assuming Catholic meow meow. <sighs> and Alex in the background says, ew. <laughs> and then we see the parts of them preparing for their musical numbers. McKinley sounds great. And Mateus is going to try to take his previous direction into account. And Alex is upset because they're like, look, I belong on this show. I'm actually a team player, even if the edit is trying to convince you otherwise, and I just really, did, I think I deserve to be on Glee. Exactly. And Nikki is like, just make sure the judges get to feel your emotions. <laughs> so first up is McKinley. Yes. She is unforgettable. Yes. My notes here for McKinley are, one, why isn't she wearing cowboy boots? <laughs> they should have She deserves to wear boots. cowboy boots. Yes. And I did like that I noticed that she was wearing a wedding ring for this performance. Because, <laughs> oh. like, the song, is, the song is last name about, like, hey, I got drunk. I'm married now. I don't know who I'm married to. Which, uh, note to self, fanfic material. <laughs> <laughs> go, you have to go find the person that you got married to in a drunken stupor. And you parted ways as a married couple, but not knowing anyone's name. And, like, McKinley lets it rip. She does a good job. She's amazing, and they can't say that she's not amazing, because she is amazing. Yes, but they're like, we don't think you're able to take on the persona, and you need to own your ferocity more. And then Ryan Murphy says, I've always wanted to have a country singer in the cast. You could be that person. And you never will! Because Glee hates country! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. <sighs> anyway. Next up is Mateus. They say he had a meltdown. <laughs> yeah, so he sings the song as best as he can, um, and it is more of a titty-out kind of number. <laughs> and we do mean that literally, because Ryan Murphy says to Mateus, he says, before before Mateus starts his number, he says, I want you to be a sex symbol. And Mateus says, okay, by that you mean take my shirt off <laughs> on stage during the performance. And I know what he was like, <sighs> I mean... That one's on Mateus. Yeah. Listen, if, if that's something he wanted to do, 
as much as we say the producers are trying to feed them like actions and lines, I don't think there was someone going up to him saying, you should take your shirt off. I think that was a Mateus original. I thought it was because of Ryan Murphy saying, I want you to be a sex symbol. Yeah, but, but, but that's all Ryan Murphy said. He didn't say, I want, to, I want to see your washboard abs. I think that was Mateus hearing Ryan's comment and saying, okay, here's how I win this. Yeah. And Ryan Murphy then accuses him of not taking direction well, even though his performance for Sing For Your Life shows that he can take direction. And he says, Ryan Murphy says, you need to rise to the occasion of your gift, which like, just like slap that on a stock photo of an opened box and put it in a counselor's office or something. <sighs> anyway, Alex. Alex. So Al Ryan basically puts words in Alex's mouth and accuses them of throwing the competition and acting like they're better than everyone. Yeah. Like, Ryan Murphy literally flat out says, you think you're better than them? And Alex is like, no, I don't think I'm better than them. I just know that other people are more skilled at dancing than I am. And Glee's all about, isn't, isn't Glee all about everyone getting a chance to shine, Ryan? Yes. And this is the part where Alex also mentions like, oh yeah, and I'm gay and I'm not, not to anyone except for my mom. And they're like, oh, and how's everyone else taking that? And Alex is like, well, they haven't because I haven't told them. <laughs> And they're like, be more secure in your specialness. Also, like, Alex's performance of I Will Always Love You is good. Production, like, trimmed the performance weird, but that's not Alex's fault. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I will also say, going back to McKinley, she sings the whole song because there's nothing production could have cut. Yes. And so then they just trimmed out random bits and pieces from I Will Always Love You, which is a crime. <laughs> anyway, in deliberation, we hear them talking about how, like, or we hear Mateus mention that he's trying to accept going home. They mention that McKinley is a good performer, and that Mateus and McKinley, who have both been in the bottom three before, have really improved. And they say, like, oh, Alex needs to step up. And McKinley is like, they mentioned I could be, like, a country singer character because I don't have one of those on Glee already. And then Robert walks in and he's like, well, everybody, it's time to be sad because I posted the list and I need you to go react to it. And... McKinley is going home. Yeah. I'm sad. Ba -ba 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 and she's sad. <laughs> yeah, we're all sad because it's, and you know, here's the thing. As much as I love Mateus, yeah. both then and now, if I was able to be Ryan Murphy, if I could, being John Malkovich, enter his head and control his actions, I would have eliminated Mateus because the performance is not good. And yes, it was the fault of the song choice, but it was it was not Mateus's best. McKinley blew them both out of the water. Yes, and. My little note here is, like, because McKinley is sitting on, like, the step near where they posted the coward list, because the people who posted the list are cowards. She's sitting down and crying, and, like, because she didn't come back to the waiting room, everyone else, like, kind of shuffles out. And Cameron presents her with the tiniest little bouquet of flowers. <laughs> and they have a big group hug. And I'm just, and she does a good solo in Keep Holding On. So, since she's been gone! <laughs> since McKinley's been gone, okay, so first off, I mentioned in an earlier episode that McKinley came out as gay after the show. That was just me, like, remembering, a, half remembering a tweet that she made. Uh, I listened to her episode on Gleek of the Week, and she said that she's pansexual. And she was in a relationship. Yeah. She was with a relationship with a woman either during or just after the show, if I remember correctly. Uh, now she Hell currently yeah. has a fiancé who she met 
while they were both understudies for the touring production of Once on This Island. And he was oh! the first understudy for Papa Gay, and she was the first ever female understudy for Papa Gay. And she got to go on for the performance the last day before lockdown in 2020. Oh, God, I'm so glad for her. And and she's continued doing theater. She was right back in it as she was, she was able to. And her and her fiancé are living together. They have a dog. That sounds great. And she's mm-hmm. also a life coach as well. Yeah, yeah, good. I'm so, I'm so glad. I'm so glad for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget. Do we do outro and then next week? Uh, we do outro first. Yes. Cool. Let me pull that up. Loser Like Me is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We can be heard on your podcasting platform of choice, and if we aren't there, let us know and we'll work on getting there. We can be found at LoserLikeMePod on Twitter and at and through LoserLikeMePod at gmail.com. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to talk about parability. Retro. Uh, next week, I'm going to be very, very um, <laughs> protective of Mateus. Judging by what they showed in the promo trailer, I am going to be protecting of everybody who deserves to be protected. Which I imagine is going to be all of them, except for the person doing the editing. Exactly. <laughs> and the production team, and Ryan Murphy. We should come up with the name for the editor. Hank. Uh, Hank. Hank H-E-N-K. the editor. How could you do Hank. this to us? <laughs> Hank the phantom editor. <laughs> he is the true phantom menace. Because, <laughs> like, look, we recognize that, like, there, there is no decision made to completely in a, in a vacuum on a production, but, like, this is the editing, and so it is the responsibility of whoever was directing the editing. Exactly. So, thus, Hank. Uh, but that's all for next time. Yeah. Three, two, one, and that's, and that's what, what you, you missed, missed on, on the Glee, the Glee Project. Project. <laughs> oh, I sang it this time, and you didn't. <laughs> Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now As we riff the show Tanner and Christina are gonna figure out Why we love the show Better grab your golden stars and slushies Cause you're listening You're listening To loser like me Loser like me Loser like me